You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Future of Pharmacy Podcast, featuring the innovators transforming medication management. The Future of Pharmacy Podcast is brought to you by OmniCell. Now here's our host, Ken Perez. Hi everyone, I'm Ken Perez. Thanks for joining us. Today we have a fascinating discussion planned with pharmacy and pharmacy informatics leaders from one of the nation's top pediatric hospitals, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. St. Jude is known as a pediatric treatment and research facility focused on children's catastrophic diseases, particularly leukemia and other cancers. Our guests will help us understand the unique pharmacy challenges presented by practicing at St. Jude and how they're using innovative techniques to meet those challenges. Joining us today is David Aguero, Director of Medication Systems and Informatics. David also is an assistant professor with the University of Tennessee's Health Science Center. Welcome, David. Thanks for having us, Ken. Glad to be here. And we also have Eric Andrews, Pharmaceutical Supply Chain Supervisor. Eric, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ken. David, please get us started by telling us more about St. Jude's mission, patients, and care delivery model. Absolutely. Working for St. Jude is, frankly, it's such a gift for each of us. The mission of St. Jude, if you're not familiar with it, is to advance cures and means of prevention for pediatric catastrophic diseases through research and treatment. We are, if you're not aware, we are big fans of our founder, Danny Thomas. His vision was that no child should be denied treatment based on race, religion, or family's ability to pay. Our intent is that we're going to eradicate pediatric cancer. It's why we exist and we won't stop until we get there. And our vision is to accelerate that progress globally. We're a pediatric oncology research hospital. If you look at our continuum of care and how we treat our patients, most community hospitals are treating patients of all demographics and all ages, but we specifically focus on pediatric patients who are enrolled in an investigational or research protocol. We will take patients who are on a compassionate scope of care. So they are within the geographic area and they need us. And of course, we'll never deny them treatment. But our our purpose is to enroll patients who can participate in our catastrophic disease or oncology-focused research trials. And that is, frankly, any patient worldwide who we can get here. Our intent is that no patient should receive a bill from St. Jude for their care, and our door is always open to our patients who need us. I think what's really interesting about our care delivery model is the complete ownership of our patient's continuity of care. So an example of that would be ensuring that our patients who are enrolled in clinical trials here, after we get their appropriate pharmacogenomic information available to patients for their lives because while they'll always be a St. Jude patient, they may not always get treatment at St. Jude. And the information that we decode as we're helping them with their cancer therapy, with their chemotherapy, as they go through their care journey, will be helpful to them for the rest of their lives. And so we wanna make, as one example, we wanna make sure that information is available to them and shared through our health record with other health records, with other platforms, entirety of their, frankly, health journey. David, how is pharmacy organized to support St. Jude's mission? The Department of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Sciences here at St. Jude is such a unique beast 
in that we pursue excellent clinical care alongside our research mission. Because really, when you think about it, we, we want to focus on getting our research-based treatments into patient care as quickly as possible. And how could you do it more effectively any other way? So we have two arms, a research-driven arm, pharmaceutical sciences, and a care-driven arm, pharmaceutical services. The department is also home to a clinical pharmacokinetic therapeutic drug monitoring laboratory. And so that, that area really sits between the two departments to ensure that we're getting the information that we need for patient care. So our vision is that we are a premier academic department and providing care at the highest level here at St. Jude. That's evidenced by our clinical pharmacy specialist, pharmacists practicing as actual mid-level practitioners. We have a, a pretty expansive collaborative practice agreement and those specialists actually support different service lines, different departments of our clinical care arm of our hospital and follow patients throughout their treatment. So they are, they're full fledged prescribing practitioners serving on the care team. So let's talk a bit about the different services provided by pharmaceutical services. So there are five major service lines. There's of course outpatient operations and inpatient operations. With an outpatient, we have a specialty pharmacy, we have a home infusion pharmacy, and we have an ambulatory care pharmacy. With an inpatient, that's where we house our, we call it our medicine room, and it is a infusion center where patients who are in one of our three domiciles uh, can come and receive treatment. We have a, we also have multiple satellite pharmacies that service our acute care area. The clinical specialists that I just mentioned service our, our clinical service line. We have a medication safety focused service line. Uh, obviously focused on partnering with patient safety and ensuring that we provide high quality care and learn um, from potential events, near misses, and real or real events when they do actually happen. And a systems-based arm where we're focused on supply chain, automation, and informatics processes, as well as on analytics to make the most of our data, to be aggressive with it in terms of making business decisions. My responsibility relates to the medication use system as a whole, ensuring that we get the value out of different pieces of automation and the systems supporting that ecosystem. That means making sure that our supply chain service line is well optimized and that our systems are running at peak efficiency. That includes those distribution systems like Omnicell, as well as our pumps, uh, both Alaris, as well as ambulatory infusion pumps like CAD Solus, uh, and medfusion pumps used by anesthesia. All in all, we have 14 different systems that are supporting patient care at St. Jude today that run on different databases. And our responsibility is to ensure that those systems are running appropriately and in sync to create value. Well, thanks, David. Eric, could you speak to your position and responsibilities? Absolutely. So St. Jude is a really special place. And at the soul of everything we do is really medication management. Every patient that comes in the door gets the medication. I'm responsible for managing the supply chain of medication from procurement directly to our patients. This includes monitoring on-hand inventories in our warehouse, throughout the hospital, and at any other satellite pharmacies uh, in our various cabinets. So we both have an inpatient and outpatient pharmacy, like David had stated. We keep track of our inventory 
within OmniCell, Central Pharmacy Manager. We have two Theracells, one for our inpatient inventory and one for our outpatient inventory, as well as several different open shelving concepts. At any given time, we keep around $8 million of on-hand inventory and we manage an annual drug spend of around $61 million. Much of the volume of medications that we manage are maintenance medications, but the largest dollar value are chemotherapy drugs. And that's due to the sheer volume of drug we manage. We have high visibility in our medication supply chain. David, let's drill down a bit more. Now, research is a big part of St. Jude. It's in the name of your hospital, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So talk more about the mission of St. Jude and how driving that mission shapes care delivery, perhaps differently than other pediatric hospitals. You know, it's interesting because when people think about St. Jude, our inpatient care mission, our acute care mission, we're actually a 75-bed hospital. Now, what's different from other facilities around the country and around the world is that every patient that comes to St. Jude that stays inpatient is frankly controlled on a drug trial. Either they're part of a, a compassionate care program, like I mentioned earlier, or they're participating in a trial, and we need to make sure that they're well taken care of while they're here. Um, they are here either because they're sick enough or they're on a controlled enough trial that they're actually admitted to our facility. So what can we do to get them the best care possible? First, we have to make sure that we have the medications that they need. So if it's an investigational medication, then that will be supplied by the, uh, by the sponsor of the drug trial. But there are also commercial medications that are needed to support those investigational trials. The trial itself may not include the antiemetics that are needed by the patient or the pain control the, um, the opioids and the other types of pain control that are needed by the patient while they're participating in the trial. Some trials don't supply the actual commercial medications that are part of the protocol itself. And so we have to make sure that we have those medications so patients can participate in the trial. And it's interesting in that we will take care of our patients uh, as they continue on those protocols, some of which go on for years um, while they're outpatient. And that may mean mailing medications to our patients in one of the 46 different states that we mail medications to today, or even getting those to the patient if they have to leave the country for a period of time. And we'll talk more about our global initiative here in a few minutes. I think that ensuring that we own the continuity of care for patients as they transition from outpatient to inpatient and back again is critical to our mission here at St. Jude. In support of that, we have three different domiciles, one for short-term patients, those staying for days, one for medium, those staying for weeks or months at a time, and even a, uh, a domicile for patients that may be enrolled in a trial that goes on for years. And it's not uncommon that some of those patients actually decide to relocate into Memphis. I think that's very different and unique to the care model here at St. Jude. We're so happy to be able to support our patients long-term as they're, as they're part of a trial and beyond. Well, that's very impressive. Given your uniqueness, do you also have challenges faced by other health system pharmacies, such as labor, manual processes, medication shortages, and rising costs? Absolutely, Ken. Just like any other hospital across the nation or across the globe, even though we are unique in our ways, our medication management process is affected by all the same issues. Our supply chain is the same supply chain that every other hospital and healthcare system uses. We hyper-focus on things like rising costs just due to the nature of our organization and the fact that, you know, we do rely strictly on donors to, to operate. We really do try to be the best stewards financially while also providing the best care possible to our patients. 
you know, we do struggle with, with manual processes, given that, you know, our pharmacy is a mix of inventory management as well as direct patient care. It's been difficult to marry the two and integrate all of our processes into one system. Of course, we've been challenged by shortages, both medication and medical supply. We've had to use a lot of different systems, a lot of different processes to manage that. But because we are St. Jude, we're, we're lucky enough to have an innovative team to collaborate with when we're forced to look for these alternative ways of drug therapy. I would say recent shortages that we really have been presented with and that have given us really large issues have been every strength of potassium chloride vials. This is a drug that most of our kiddos get. It's a high use item and the lack of supply threaten their care. Through the teamwork of purchasing and pharmacy leaders, we were, as a team, able to identify a workaround using premixed bags of potassium chloride that we could use to deliver this medication. It may not seem like a huge deal, but a lot of work from multiple pharmacy resources went into the decision-making process and hopefully the short-term workaround. Even more so, the global pandemic has presented huge challenges that have had a ripple effect with really no end in sight. When it comes to drug shortages, we've never seen a magnitude like we have during the past two years. And unfortunately, the shortages are getting worse. Currently, the FDA lists 113 items on shortage. At St. Jude, we're actively monitoring 60 items that we identify as back order, with around a quarter of those items being critical items. We also have issues downstream with our labor uh, and like I, I said, rising costs. I think Eric is spot on. Like any other institution, we're plagued by shortages and we mitigate those shortages through communication with our internal stakeholders and partnership with our external stakeholders. We've really been impressed with how our primary wholesaler and our GPO have come to the table to help us accomplish our mission. It's high profile, but so is our mission. Well, it sounds like both of you are working within a pressure cooker. Yeah, that's the truth. I would say that some days are more stressful than others, but it really helps when you know what you're trying to accomplish in the long term. I, I think it helps keep spirits high, and I think that it really helps with the collaborative nature of the institution. We were actually recently asked to give an update, going to go to our board. It was a spot opportunity. We had about five hours to get a report together. But our team was enough in sync with itself that we were able to pull together shortages from the past year, the impact, and the financial ROI associated with mitigating shortages on patient care in a very short period of time in a way that our chief financial officer really appreciated and in a way it went back to our board and shed a really positive light in our department and on the efforts to support patient care. I'm not sure I could have done that without a team like we had here at St. Jude. You're listening to the Future of Pharmacy podcast. I'm your host, Ken Perez, joined today by Eric Andrews and David Aguero of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Now, both of you have mentioned supply chain challenges with the potential to impact care, cost, and labor efficiency. How are you using technology to address those challenges? That's a great question. So I think when we sit down at the table to design a solution to a problem or a series of problems, we have to begin with the end in mind. What are we trying to accomplish? How does it actually fit into our long-term strategy? Is it going to be viable? Do we have the right stakeholders to make the decisions? Because oftentimes we find ourselves iterating multiple times as we go through the development process and even after we deploy the solution. And so after we answer those questions and we get the buy-in from our stakeholders, 
that's our opportunity to really design a solution that allows us the visibility into the medication use process. And that could be related to workflow. It could be related to inventory management. Ultimately, when we think about automation, augmenting humans within the medication use process, interested in reducing variation, reducing risk, and reinforcing quality. So with that visibility, how are we going to reinforce performance improvement and quality improvement? How can we ensure that process adherence will be the easiest thing to do? Because the right thing to do should always be the easiest thing to do where patient care is concerned. Change management is huge in healthcare. It always has been, and frankly, it always will be because we're a people-based business. How do we ensure that we've got the buy-in of those that are impacted by the process primarily, as well as those downstream? How can we ensure that there's communication and that not just that we've communicated what's happening, but also that it's been absorbed? I think when we get the buy-in from those stakeholders, both directly and indirectly, that's our opportunity to continue iterating a solution that's going to really create value. And long-term, I, I like to think that processes are like people. We, <laughs> frankly, we get better until we die. And if we don't have the buy-in of those stakeholders, we're going to miss out on opportunities to get real feedback. I mean, Negative feedback is oftentimes more helpful than positive feedback. Positive feedback feels good, but it's when people complain that we learn where the breaks are in processes, where a solution might not actually be a great fit, and where we need to make a change or change a direction in terms of a strategic priority or a solution that's being deployed. And this really all comes back to the different solutions in the medication use system and patient care here at St. Jude. What part do they play today and tomorrow how will they evolve and how will they be iterated or retired going forward? It's obvious that the patients are the ultimate end goal of everything that we do. We want to make sure that our patients have the best care, but we can't meet that goal unless our stakeholders internally have what they need to have to do their job. So we're only a part of this. We also have our nurses on our floors. We have our people in anesthesia. Two of the biggest items that come to my mind when I think of patient care areas are our automated dispensing cabinets and anesthesia workstations. These have been some of the biggest wins with our nurses and our pharmacy techs, as well as our leaders in our pharmacy department. Visibility into inventory is a big challenge for any health system. Even though we've gained more insight into our operations, we still have room to grow. Many systems still struggle with integration. And as I spoke to earlier, difficult to fully integrate an inventory management system and an EHR and have complete visibility into active patient orders and stock needs. Another one of our must-haves is a partnership from our vendors. Given the recent focus on drug shortages, we really are struggling to operationalize a process for identifying potential shortages and reducing or hopefully eliminating stockouts where possible. I think this is the biggest opportunity for any inventory management system or EHR to focus on in the coming years. I agree with everything Eric said, and, and frankly, the anesthesia example deserves a lot of attention. Uh, we have lots of really strong partners here at St. Jude, but our anesthesia department has become an extremely strong strategic partner in the past couple of years since deploying our anesthesia workstations here at St. Jude. You may not know, but even within that inpatient acute care hospital, only 20% of our surgeries, give or take, are actually performed in a standard operating room. Conscious sedation is very common here at St. Jude, and our certified registered nurse anesthetists, our CRNAs, they rely on having ready access to those medications. 
So for the size of our facility, we deploy more anesthesia carts than you might expect. And ensuring that we have medications available at the point of care uh, for, our, for our CRNAs to be able to support conscious sedation and take excellent care of our patients is really important. We, we also have to be asking ourselves the question from a stewardship perspective. You know, do we need an anesthesia cart in X area on Y floor? It gives us the, the real-time visibility into our inventory across the facilities here at St. Jude gives us the opportunity to know what's being touched, what's not, is removing medication from the anesthesia cart a potential patient safety issue if there's not life-saving medication available to the practitioner at the point of care, or is it low enough risk, um, or is it no risk, I should say, in that we can remove specific medications or reduce the PAR on specific medications in coordination and collaboration with our anesthesia department. I'm not sure we could have done that in years past, and the real-time visibility and medications and usage that we have with our system today really reinforces that collaboration. Additionally, when we think about performance center, from my perspective, while it's not our only cost savings initiative related to inventory management, it is extremely valuable in looking for low-hanging fruit that we may have otherwise missed. I think between April and November of this year, we saved more than $300,000 in real cost. And at St. Jude, where we are covering the cost of care for our patients, that cost savings is money that we can roll back into taking excellent care of our patients. So we're really excited about any opportunity to save money. We've spoken a lot about visibility into our inventory, and we really haven't been able to get this kind of visibility in the past. I think one of the biggest wins that we've been able to see uh, from an informatics perspective, from an inventory management perspective, is not only that perpetual inventory that we're seeing in our warehouse, in the cabinets, in the anesthesia workstations, in our central pharmacies, but the amount of data that comes with that, being able to access that data in near real, real time and being able to use that data to help empower our staff to make the system work for them. We didn't have the ability to do that in the past. And I think it's really important that we give our inventory techs, our pharmaceutical techs, even some of our leadership to make the right choices for what they're managing on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. Now, David, you've built some very successful processes around your technology. What are some lessons learned you'd like to share with our audience? On reflection, I think that in order, vendor strategy is so important, it's critical. If we're not transparent, and if we are, if we're not able to trust the vendors that we're working with and supporting patient care solutions, we're not going to get where we need to go. If we're not able to talk about the roadmap and the stops along the way, then frankly, we risk running out of gas along the way on the trip. For any professionals that are listening, I think getting involved in your state or national professional organization, uh, it's always going to be key to continuing to iterate these solutions. I've always heard the phrase that a smart person learns from their journey, but a wise person learns from the journey of others. And I think we need to consider those who have come before us and are solving similar problems and partner across the field, whether it's requesting functionality from our health record vendors or partnering to solve solutions with our distribution system vendors. Often there's another pharmacist in the field or another analyst in the field who's trying to solve the same problem that you are. 
The last thing I really want to reinforce is that the patient is at the center of everything that we do. I think when you approach nursing or CRNAs, and I say this as a person who's married to a CRNA, whose mother is a nurse and whose grandmother is a nurse, I come from a family of nurses. When you can prove that the patient is at the center of what you're doing, you're going to be successful in a conversation with nursing almost every single time. And if you are not in a good place in the conversation, they will very let you know. I speak from personal experience. <laughs> All that being said, when we keep the patient at the center of what we do, we'll continue to get the feedback that we need and the buy-in that we need to make the best collaborative decisions. Well said, David. I'm afraid we've run out of time for today. I want to thank David Aguero and Eric Andrews of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital for a fascinating discussion. And I'd like to thank you, our listening audience, for joining us today. For the Future of Pharmacy podcast and for OmniCell, I'm Ken Perez. Thanks for listening. This has been the Future of Pharmacy podcast, featuring the innovators transforming medication management. Until next time, don't get stuck in the clouds. The Future of Pharmacy podcast is brought to you by OmniCell. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.